the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. We've got a jam-packed lineup of content information, I guess, that you will not want to miss. It's a live show. You can call us at 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600, and indeed, check us out online. Uh, check out my website, ShalomKlein.com. That's where you can download podcasts from this program and the many hundreds of shows that we have previously aired, including many, many hundreds of fantastic guests, great information for you and for your colleagues in business. Again, that website, ShalomKlein.com. While you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at ShalomKlein, and we'd love to hear what you think. On this program, you could call us at 312-642-5600. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online. Brand new website, tandemhr.com. Great blog, great information. We're giving them a call, 630-928-0510. Speaking of Tandem HR, I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, something that they, their team are actually experts on. And I think it is relevant to pretty much every single business that's out there. And that's what we like to cover here on Get Down to Business. We've got a great lineup of guests coming up through the rest of the program. But let me talk about insurance. In fact, I want to talk about employment practices, liability insurance. That's a mouthful. Um, it's more commonly referred to as EPLI, EPLI insurance. And it insures businesses against claims by workers who feel that their legal rights as employees of the company have been violated. This includes claims of sexual harassment, discrimination, and wrongful termination. And for those of us that have worked in a business, we've seen those signs that have been hung up in the break room. Um, For those of you that own a business, you know that you're required to hang up a sign in the break room. Um, And we know that this is something that every business, regardless of how small or how big, Um, you have to pay attention to because you might think you have the best relationships with your employees or your employer, but you need to protect yourself. So let's talk from the business owner's perspective, um, which is generally the perspective that we like to cover here on Get Down to Business. Business owners should not feel immune to this type of legality from their employees, regardless of how well they feel they know them. As claims continue to be on the rise. So No doubt you're asking the question of how much will this EPLI, the Employment Practices Liability Insurance, cost? Um, Legal fees, settlements, and rewards are costly. According to the U.S. Equal Opportunity Employment Commission, the average cost company incurs to defend themselves is $125,000. And I know for most of our listeners on this program that you do not have $125,000 laying around 
for this sort of slush fund. The average jury award is $200,000, with employees winning two of every three cases. That's right. You heard me correct. Two out of every three cases that make it to trial generally are won by employees. While that may be good news for employees that may be wrongfully discriminated, it's not good news for companies that are trying to protect themselves and just might not have the information that they need to make sure that they are covered properly. Small and large businesses alike need to be protected from those suits. In comparison, Epley, that that employment practices liability insurance, it's affordable. The cost of coverage depends largely on the type of business, number of employees, and other risk factors, such as the number of times the company has been sued by past employees. But assume this, if you have a good record, and you are in a relatively low-risk business, Epley Insurance isn't costly. Compare that to the potential uh, cost of a $200,000 jury award that, again, almost always the employees are going to win. So small investment in monthly insurance versus potentially huge, huge, huge vulnerability no doubt the uh, choice is obvious and every business, big or small, should be looking at being covered. So what should you look for in a policy? You want to choose an established carrier, inquire about their experience and financial strength, and an inexpensive premium is a mute point if that carrier folds. Ensure the policy covers discrimination, sexual harassment, retaliation, and other intentional acts. It's also wise to include written demands and equal employment opportunity commission uh, changes. Companies that co-employ with a professional employer organization, we'll cover a little bit more about that in just a few minutes, uh, a PEO should expect this type of coverage to be one of the standard ancillary offerings that the PEO will consult and provide for you. So you should be asking this question, how can I be proactive in preventing the litigation. We, as business owners, need to do a better job at being proactive and a better job at avoiding the reactive challenges and costs that come along with running a business. Successful human resource professionals can substantially contribute to the bottom line by taking action to prevent employment litigation. You want to construct effective hiring and screening programs to avoid discrimination in hiring, create employee handbooks and personnel policies, and abide by them, and enforce non-compete and non-solicitation covenants under state law. Observe workplace safety laws and regulations, and conduct management training, including training on harassment prevention, hostile workplace issues, handling EEO cases, and dealing with problem employees and conducting performance reviews. Again, that's a lot of information. And if you're running a small business, a very tiny business, this probably sounds overwhelming and it probably sounds like something that's not applicable to you. I've got news for you, my friends. It is applicable and relevant to every sized business, regardless of how small, no matter how big you are. You need this coverage, and it will be a small investment that will save you a lot of time. As a business owner, you need to constantly think about what is the ROI, what is the return on the investment. In this case, Epley, again, the Employment Practices Liability Insurance coverage that Epley Insurance has an ROI. Think about this small, small, small investment that you'll be making today that will potentially save you huge dollars in the future. And every employee 
at some point, again, is told that, hey, maybe you should consider suing for that. Maybe you should consider, and trust me, it's wrong. I completely disagree with that. I think it's the wrong culture that we're in, that people are constantly litigious and, and constantly thinking about ways that they can take advantage of a situation, whether it's in a, a McDonald's or it's in the workplace. At the same time, that is the culture, that is the uh, philosophy that a lot of people have, is they're constantly thinking, oh, this and this happened, somebody said this to me, and they can misconstrue it the wrong way, and suddenly you, as a business owner, you are facing the average jury award, which I mentioned, is upwards of $200,000. And generally speaking, in more cases than not, the employees are winning these cases. Small and large businesses alike need to be protected from these suits. And I mentioned before that there's a lot of things that you need to look for in the policy. You want to make sure it's covering every scenario that may happen. But also, again, if you're covered by a, if you work with a PEO, professional employer organization, then this should be one of the standard things that you should that you should expect. So let me tell you briefly, again, remind you, recap for you, what those areas that you can be employing to be proactive in preventing litigation. Then I'll give you one more tip before we head off to break. You want to make sure that you're constructing effective hiring and screening programs to avoid discrimination in hiring. You want to make sure you're creating employee handbooks and personnel policies and abiding by them. Uh, of course, the greatest policy in the world is is wonderful, but if it's gathering dust on the shelf and you never reference it, and when an employee asks you a question you don't know what's going on, that's a big, big, big mistake. You want to enforce non-compete and non-solicitation uh, covenants under the state law, and you want to observe workplace safety laws and regulations and make sure you're conducting training constantly, dealing with problem employees and conducting performance reviews. EPLI, that employment uh, professional liability, is an important insurance policy every business should have in place. Every business owner should be talking about it. And management training and other HR best practices will assist in minimizing litigation. If your business needs help in this area, you want to talk to our friends at Tandem HR today for a free consultation. Tandem HR is one of those professional employer organizations, the PEOs in the Chicago area, that assists hundreds of of small and mid-sized businesses with creating exceptional workplaces. They also help their clients save time and money while growing their business by taking on the administrative tasks associated with human resources, benefits, payroll, tax administration, regulatory compliance, and risk management. There's a reason they've been covered in Cranes and so many other fantastic publications over the past number of years. It's because they are making a difference. They are helping clients. They are helping companies protect themselves uh, by providing this Epley insurance that every business owner needs to know about. For more information on Tandem HR or PEOs, professional employer organizations, visit their website, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. Coming up after the break, we've got a special guest. Oran is going to talk to us a little bit about cybersecurity. Uh, we heard the hearings last week about Jim Comey. We're going to be talking about that in just a moment. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. You're listening to Get Down to Business. We're powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out, tandemhr.com. We are joined by the founder of Linter. Uh, security is a service for small businesses. We know that small businesses can't afford a dedicated in-house uh 
chief information officer, perhaps as Hillary Clinton may have done. Indeed, this past week we heard uh, the Jim Comey testimony. He touched on the Hillary Clinton emails and and that whole cyber security thing. Um, it's a complicated issue, and small businesses, big businesses are all facing it. Uh, our next guest, Oran, um, who's calling all the way in from Israel, um, has a little bit of a solution for small businesses. Welcome to the program. Hi, Shalom. How are you doing? Hi, viewers. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. So, um, all right, so I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the risks that every business, regardless of their size, faces as soon as they, frankly, turn on their computer. Nobody's protected. Nobody is not at risk these days, are they? That's very true, Shalom. Um, we're all at risk. We, we all turn on our computers. We use them for so many things these days. We basically run our lives through our phones and our computers, our banking, our healthcare. Um, click on the wrong link, um, go, to the wrong, uh, go to the wrong website, um, and you, you potentially open up your computer, your phone, to malicious attacks, to viruses, to ransomware, as we saw so vividly in the last uh, uh, few, a couple of weeks ago with the global attack. So we saw the WannaCry global attack. That's right. So uh, what I find fascinating is that uh, we experience these things in our lives all the time. I know just earlier today I got a, uh, I got a call from my credit card company and they thought uh, that perhaps uh, my credit card was stolen. Indeed, the charge was mine. It was just from a strange vendor. But things like that are happening. There's malware, there's data breaches, and there's advanced attack methods which are making headlines daily and costing businesses billions of dollars. So most of our listeners do not have billions of dollars um, floating around in their slush fund. Uh, Aaron, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the tips and things that people can do to prevent themselves to protect themselves and their enterprises, and then we'll talk a little bit about the story of Lintar and 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 how you got started and the services that you're providing to assist. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. Um, basically, the most important thing to do when you're running businesses is identify the risk factors that you uh, are exposed to. Um, it's very well saying, I want to be protected, I want to be covered. But unless you're focused and you say, well, here is my risk area, for example, my database of, of, uh, of client IDs, or if you're a, if you're a HIPAA compliant, my uh, personal health information, um, identifying those things and A bit of trouble uh, with the with the connection. Um, if you can, uh, it, it's important for our, for our, for our listeners to understand that uh, Lintura is actually based in Israel, but they're actually servicing companies around the uh, around the globe. Uh, Oran, are you back with us? <laughs> back with you, Sean. You know what? It's just a few points here. A, uh, we have a very, very difficult connection over here. Um, we're going to do our best to uh, uh, perhaps, Aaron, we uh, we could try a, a better connection with you. 
it, it's it's interesting that businesses big and small are facing this. Certainly, uh, we know that there have been data breaches of companies. Uh, we know some of the names of the large retailers that have had credit card information stolen. Um, but small businesses, I know, are facing this as well. And most of us, um, we have a, a free antivirus system on our computers, but often that's not enough. And that's why uh, we wanted to bring on our friend Oran Cohn from Lintor uh, onto the program. Uh, we're going to try uh, Oran again uh, right now. Uh, Oran, are you with us? I'm with you. Oh, much better. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. That's much better. So uh, just before, uh, again, the challenging connection, you were starting to explain a little bit of the background. But let me jump ahead for a moment. Tell us a little bit about your story. Tell us the Lintor story. Tell us why you've decided to, uh, to, to start this company and the types of companies that you're working with and protecting. Yeah, Shalom. Thank you. Um, basically, we identified uh, we, we're in Israel and we have this kind of this way the security actually focusing on the on the enterprises. And small and medium businesses were not so well served. Um, and the effect that the that the logical and possibly providing the pay you know, or where uh, this isn't uh, going to work. I uh, I know our listeners are uh, are trying to hang on every word over here, but unfortunately, the connection is uh, just not good enough. Uh, perhaps that's uh, that's the very subject of our conversation over here. Uh, you know, you, you you never know. We'll we'll give it one more shot uh, in just a moment. But uh, certainly, I wanted to make sure that our listeners can find you uh, online. I know the uh, the website is Lintor, which is L-Y-N-T-O-R.com. And it really is a great website. You've got a great description of services and uh, some many examples. And uh, your your team certainly are experts on the subject. And while, indeed, uh, you guys are based in Israel, there are some uh, there, there, your, your team, uh, I, I believe, are, are taking calls at all hours and monitoring situations at all hours of the day and night to, uh, to assist clients. Let's try this one more time, but certainly I want to make sure that our listeners have uh, the number as well. It's 646-926-4452, 646-926-4452 on Lintor.com. But Aran, let's try one more time. So sorry about the uh, challenging connection. Are you back with us? I'll try again. Yeah. Okay. Let's try. Okay. Th- let's try that again. So, when did the, when was the company started? The company started uh, in uh, early 2016. Um, I'm not quite sure what you guys have heard of <laughs> what I've been saying so far. So I'll just kick off again. We we uh, we started dealing with small medium businesses because there wasn't uh, too much out there for small medium businesses. Um, we understood that small medium businesses needed the handholding, which a lot of the large enterprises providing cybersecurity out there weren't able or weren't prepared to do. Um, we're, we're a bunch of guys out here, and we understand um, that uh, small medium businesses have a particular niche need, uh, not necessarily uh, a guy on staff or a gal on staff who can deal with the cybersecurity. So we are your outsourced, outsourced chief information security officer there for all your needs, um, be it... Uh, um, assessments or training, policy and procedure writing, which is very, very important uh, in in, uh, in maintaining and understanding what the employees are allowed to do, what they're not allowed to do. Um, because at the end of the day, 
one of the greatest um, one of the greatest vulnerabilities that most uh, companies have is in fact the user base. The, uh, the the employees, the users, by clicking the wrong thing, by going to the wrong link, by uh, reusing passwords, they open up the company. They've got the uh, small medium businesses to tremendous risk. And so really a trained employee, an employee who understands how to behave um, safely online, uh, can actually do more to spare a company's uh to, to, to continue to, to spare a company's future in terms of cyber risk than a lot of the technological solutions out there, a lot of the appliances, a lot of the antiviruses, the firewalls, they bring uh, a company to a certain point. And then if an employee does a daft thing, clicks on the wrong thing, or, or uh, reuses a password which is included in, the, in a hack somewhere and therefore is compromised by um, a hacker, if a user is behaving properly in the cyberspace, if they are uh, using individual strong passwords, if they're using potentially two-factor authentication, that being where there's a, um, an SMS received from telephone. That's fantastic. Uh, and and, and, and I, I know that, uh, again, we, we are running out of time uh, due to the challenging uh, connection, but uh, you're offering fantastic guidance on these subjects through your website, Lintor, L-Y-N-T-O-R.com as well as uh, essentially the services they are offering in, in becoming a, a chief information officer for biz, for businesses big and small. So uh, that's certainly a massive, massive value. I apologize for the connection issues to our listeners. Um, but uh, Aram, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be sure to have a follow-up conversation. And while you are based in Israel, I know you're servicing uh, companies all over the world. I uh, hope you could join us on one of your next uh, visits to Chicago. Thank you very much. I very much look forward to it. Have a great day, viewers. And, uh, Fantastic. Thank, thank you, you so much. much. We'll be right back after this quick break. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out, tandemhr.com. Our next guest was involved in negotiating the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015 and participated in the 2016 round of international climate negotiations in Morocco. Thrilled to be joined by Dr. Celia, professor in the Department of Public Health and Preventative Medicine at St. George's University, all the way in Grenada. Dr. Celia, thank you so much for joining us on Get Down to Business. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. So, Dr. Celia, you recently penned a uh, an op-ed um, regarding climate change, and you mentioned that climate change is affecting the health of islanders today. And uh, I'm curious, give us a little bit of the background on the research, and uh, obviously want to hear your thoughts on the news from just a week and a half ago about uh, President Trump pulling out of the parent of the Paris Climate Agreement. Well, well sure. The message that I was trying to get across in the op-ed is that climate change is occurring now. It's not something in the future. It's not something... At the end of this century, it's happening right now. We are already experiencing almost one degree Celsius of, of warming over pre-industrial times. And that has led to an increase in, in vector-borne and waterborne diseases and in, in an increase in extreme weather events. And then we have the, the insidious impact of, of ocean acidification, where we're going to lose our coral reefs, and sea level rise, where we're going to be more vulnerable all of our low-lying coastal states and I represent small island development states that are very vulnerable. And, and with the sea level rise, uh, a number of our islands are going to be um, non-viable human settlements. 
come come the end of the century. So, Doctor Sealy, uh, we're we're broadcasting here in uh, just outside of Chicago, and and uh, and certainly the news of today. And again, we'll get back to the op-ed in a moment. We uh, we're all stunned by the, by the news about President Trump uh, pulling out of the uh, of the Paris Climate Agreement. And again, I, I choose that word carefully of, of stunned because I know our listeners have a variety of opinions on the subject, positive or negative. But but I just want to touch on this point that one of the world's smallest nations is now uh, in your op-ed. You you comment about how it's leading the fight against the biggest global challenge of our time, climate change. Tell us a little bit about the, the I, I know you noticed the Marshall Islands. Tell us where the Marshall Islands are and what they're doing uh, to make a big impact. Well, the Marshall Islands are a, a group of small islands in the, in the Pacific, and they are very, very low-lying islands and very, very vulnerable to, to sea level rise. And they led the charge in, in Paris as well, forming what we call the Ambition Coalition. Um, and, and getting countries to move towards not only um, Article 2 in the Paris Agreement, which speaks to, to, to not only 2 degrees of warming, but keeping warming to less than 1.5 degrees. But in the op-ed, I also point out the Marshall Islands were one of the first to, to, to sign the, the Kigali Pact, which is... It's uh, it's fascinating information, and and I I think that a lot of people just aren't necessarily knowledgeable uh, of the of the impacts of climate change. Um, in particular, you mention the uh, the these small islands, uh, and and certainly there there's many situations that are happening over there. But last year's flooding in the in some of the islands in the Solomon Islands caused an outbreak of six thousand diarrheal disease and uh uh and it's it there, it's truly there's there's tremendous outcomes that that the entire world should be uh should be paying attention to again we're we're chatting with dr hugh Seeley, a professor in the department of public health at in preventative medicine at st george's university in grenada um after the break we're going to continue the conversation with dr Seeley about uh, a little bit more about climate change but uh Regarding regarding the research, um, I know you are uh, right now in Grenada, I believe. Uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the people that you spoke with and who worked with you on on the study. Well, I'm I'm connected with St. George's University, as you indicated, which we have a department of public health and and, and preventive medicine. I'm also a lead negotiator for the Alliance of Small Island States, which is a grouping of 39 countries, all of the islands in the, in the Caribbean, all of the islands in the Pacific Ocean, and all the islands in the Indian Ocean. And we negotiate as a group, and, and, and we also pool our, all of our science. So, so the, when, I, when I write an, an op-ed, I'm bringing together the, the information from, from all the islands. It's it's fascinating, and I know you are the former chairman of the National Commission for Sustainable Development for the Government of Barbados, um, where I just visited, actually, just a few weeks ago. So, uh, so uh, very, very interesting background. <laughs> what was that? I hope you enjoyed the trip. 
Absolutely. Good food, beautiful island, great people. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> so Dr. Seeley, we'll be right back with you after a quick break to continue the discussion. Certainly, this is, a, uh, this is an issue that, uh, that, that, the world is, that the world's attention is on. We'd love uh, to continue to hear your perspective. But, but again, Dr. Hugh Seeley, the author of a very, very interesting op-ed, which we'll, uh, which we'll share some contact information for in just a few moments. Uh, once again, we, you are listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are a live show today, 312-642-5600. You can call in with your questions, comments. Check out my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download podcasts from this program. We'll be right back. We are back on Get Down to Business, and we are chatting with Dr. Hugh Seeley from St. George's University in Grenada. Um, Dr. Seeley was just telling us uh, a little bit about the research that he's been conducting on the impact of climate change on uh, small islands. Fascinating information. But Dr. Seeley, you also were involved in uh, in negotiating, in the process of negotiating the Paris Climate Agreement in 2015. So uh, I, obviously our listeners are, uh, are inquiring uh, what your reaction was um, when you saw the news of President Trump announcing that we will be here in the United States, one of the only countries in the world not uh, not uh, in uh, not uh, participating in the uh, in the climate agreement? What was your reaction, Doctor Seeley? Well, I can't say that we were we were surprised because the the action was was telegraphed and, and it was dragged out over over a period of of, of months where. Um, the, the administration seemed to take quite a, a while to make its mind. Uh, but when the decision was, was taken, I, I must indicate that, that I was disappointed. Um, I don't, I'm not sure you, you appreciate how, how pivotal a role the United States played in, in, it, in us being successful in Paris in, in 2015. If it wasn't for the United States and, and, and China in particular coming to an agreement, well, then the rest of the world would not have, have followed suit. So, the U.S. was absolutely pivotal to, to us achieving that, that agreement. And now for the U.S. to indicate that it wishes to, to withdraw, and it will take a period of years for that procedure to go through, that is disappointing. So the first emotion was, 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 was that of one of disappointment, but followed quickly by, by a feeling of, of resolve that the Paris Agreement is larger than any one, any one country and that it's an existential issue for for us on, on small islands, and therefore we must press ahead. And it was a non-binding agreement, meaning the U.S. Um, could have could could uh, set its own uh, its own parameters. Um, so I so certainly uh, it, it was it was left open to 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 be uh, sort of set on President Trump's terms, but but he made a choice to pull out. That said, Dr. Seeley, do you believe that there will be a ripple effect? Do you believe that any other countries will follow suit? Uh, in the in the uh, news, uh, it's been uh, talked about how uh, right now there are essentially uh, two countries that keep being mentioned that they are not uh, two other countries aside for the United States that will not be participating in the climate agreement. Do you believe that other countries will follow President Trump's lead? Well, well, the two countries that are that are not signatories are Syria because it's war torn, and, and Nicaragua because it said that the agreement did not go far enough. Um, as to whether other countries will now follow the U.S., that is a concern. But but thankfully, to date, 
we have not seen that 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 signal. In instead, we've we've gotten very reassuring signals from 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 countries like uh, the European Union or, or countries within the European Union, and uh, of course the, the large immigration uh, countries like China and and India in particular have signaled that they will remain steadfast to the agreement. So that's a good sign. Will the fact that governors and mayors across the United States of America are signing on, they are actually signing on their their municipalities, their states, to the climate agreement, and they are saying that we are in, our president is not in, but we are in, does that make the uh, the potential, as you said, pivotal, uh, nature of of the of the Trump uh, pullout from the agreement less uh, less dramatic. Will the will the impact of mostly Democratic states and cities buying in uh, help to lessen the negative impact of the pullout uh, from this country? Great question, and I, I, I don't have the answer yet. We're 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 all pouring over this right now to try and determine what the quantitative impact. Um, of the United States' joint on the Paris Agreement would be in terms of what what the atmosphere is going to see in terms of increased emissions or or reduced or reduced rate of 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 of, of bringing down emissions, and and it really depends, as you said, as, as to what happens at the state level. If if there is an argument, the energy trade has already and that is a lead up momentum behind within the U.S. that it can't be stopped from the federal level. So that's difficult to gauge. There is no doubt, however, that impact on funding of things like the Green Climate Fund um, would be immediate and, and will be significant. And Dr. Sealy, we, we've got about a minute remaining. Uh, certainly, as the show uh, focuses on business, jobs, entrepreneurship, certainly the business communities role in this, uh, and of course their feedback and reaction is very, very important, but it's notable that many, 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 I'd say most business leaders were in support of the climate agreement. Is that generally the reaction around the world as well? Absolutely. And and, and, and that's absolutely key, that, that businesses are recognizing the, 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 the threat that, that, that climate change brings, not only businesses, but, but the military as well. Your your own defense uh, ministry is, is, is indicating the same thing that climate change is a national security uh, issue. I I, I was um, pleased when when President Macron of of France made a plea to American businesses. He said, "Come to come to France." I thought that was telling. It certainly was telling. Doctor Hugh Seely, from, again from uh, Saint George's University. Uh, we appreciate you're uh, obviously a professor in the Department of Public Health and Preventative Medicine. Very, very, very interesting outlook. And again, very, very time sensitive and very, very important is what we're following today. Uh, Dr. Sealy, we'd love to have you back on the program to continue the discussion. I hope you will join us. Uh, obviously, you can follow Dr. Sealy's research and uh, and uh, identify his op-ed that we talked about uh, earlier in the program, uh, St. George's University's website, sgu.edu. Dr. Sealy, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. Coming up after the break, we've got more tips, advice, and information. We'll be right back. On Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. 
It is time for your business tip of the week, which can be your daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM 560. The answer, what a fantastic program. What a fantastic lineup of guests. I certainly learned a lot. But I want to talk to you about something very, very important. We've been spending a lot of time on this program talking about the telephone. And indeed, this is uh, very much on my mind this evening due to the telephone issues that we've been having uh, today on this program. And George and I are smiling at each other because uh, great minds think alike over here. But uh, let's say you have a good telephone uh, connection. Most of us do. We are in 2017. Everybody should. Um, Millennials are on the phone, but you aren't answering Um, It's interesting that uh, senior executives used to treat previous generations when they started their careers and how senior executives treat folks like some younger people starting out vastly different. How many CEOs, vice presidents can be reached by a simple phone call these days? How many businesses screen calls to make sure they don't take unwanted calls from unknown numbers? How many request contact by email daily? Now, I'm not saying that... Again, uh, certain generations don't have certain hesitations or preferences towards written communications, but that all started long before we came into a sales role where senior executives decided that email allowed them the time they needed to reply or to avoid the reply altogether. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at over here is that it is very, very important that if you want to succeed in business, you need to be willing to take calls and you need to be willing to make calls. Um, it's interesting. Again, there are a lot of generational nicknames. Um, people constantly are, uh, coming to conclusions that certain people, all they do is text, all they do is email. And I think it's very important in business. Again, I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people that certainly I thrive on productivity tools and certainly email and texting allows me to squeeze a lot more in at the same time. I'd say that there's no replacement for the telephone. There's no replacement for being able to make a call and get something done quickly. And there's no replacement for being able to receive one of those calls. So I guess I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm talking to our listeners here today. I'm talking to all of you. And and certainly I would recommend that we all use the phone perhaps a little bit more. Find ways to make calls, schedule those catch-up calls with colleagues that you may not have come in contact with in a while. Schedule calls with potentially new prospects and new opportunities. And practice, as I always say on this program, practice makes perfect. And make sure you are perfecting your telephone skills because it really can make a difference. But don't shun away from it. Don't completely just say, I'm an email person now and I don't ever need to schedule calls. I want to encourage you, make calls. Use the phone more often yourself. If you want your team or your children to have phone conversations, you have to set the example. When they hear you enjoying conversations, accomplishing things quickly, closing sales, uncovering new opportunities, they'll be inspired to dial. Return calls. If you have unanswered messages in your voicemail or on slips of paper on your desk, perhaps you don't even take the time to check your voicemail anymore, then how can you possibly complain when someone doesn't return your calls? Set the example and engage in conversations with colleagues and friends about the importance of returning calls. Receive calls. When was the last time you simply answered your phone without thinking about who was calling or why? While there's no doubt some sales or customer service calls that can be annoying, many of them contain an opportunity to learn something new, solve a problem, or improve your service. When we don't answer calls, we build a wall around ourselves limiting what we know. So again, everybody can find a way to improve your telephone skills, improve your communication skills as a whole, 
everybody can uh, can make it uh, make a dent on that over the week ahead. You are listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Thanks for tuning in to Get Down to Business this week. You can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. While you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter. We've had hundreds of guests over these past few years. You can download every single one of those shows. Every single one of those guests are available on their website, shalomkline.com. We'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. with more content information. That you will not want to miss. We're powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center, a professional employer organization. Check them out. TandemHR.com or give them a call 630-928-0510. To success, let's get down to business. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.